Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the New Mexico campfire. <laughs> yeah, they're roasting chilies and I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. So we're back in New Mexico. Yahoo! Yes, we are. We are very shortly going to close on our house here. Right. So we're very excited. We came from the Frog Rally then the FMCA rally. So we spent the last couple of days driving here from Nebraska. Indeed, indeed. And um, maybe most of you have already heard, but yesterday we were waiting on the highway for some construction to clear. And, and go ahead. Someone rear-ended us. Yeah. Yeah, it just stinks. It so just we stinks. were literally parked. We were in the construction traffic there was a pilot car it was a two-lane highway coming out of nebraska it was down to one lane because they were working on the pavement and by the way it was smooth as glass <laughs> so we were waiting in quite a long line of traffic at a construction for a pilot car at a construction site and we we're just sitting there in fact we had waited long enough we had our truck in park and we were sitting there i picked up the phone because i knew it was going to be a while and I had a phone call to make, and right when I dialed, kablammo, somebody just plowed right in the back of our trailer. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Yeah. Like, getting that jolt and hearing that crunch, like, you you know right away what it is, but still, you're like, what in the heck just happened? Yeah, pretty obvious. We went back, and there was a lady who plowed into the back of our mini light, uh, if you don't know, the way we travel is we have our brand new <laughs> 2022 Rockwood Mini Light 2205S travel trailer. And there is a 300 pound receiver hitch on the back of that, to which we have attached a Kurt bike rack and two electric e-bikes. Well, we don't any longer have a Kurt bike rack or two electric e-bikes. Oh, no, they took the brunt of it, but the bumper, the receiver hitch mount, and the some- The back wall. Yeah, the back wall. The spare tire. Yeah, all basically took the brunt of this crash. Yeah. We don't know, the officers who showed up are, are figuring all of this out, but it appears that she didn't even apply her brakes. She just rammed right into us. Yeah. We are fine, by yes. the way. The important we, we thing- seem, I suppose it could, Something could still pop up, but we seem like we're fine and don't have any major aches or pains or anything. Yeah, so. there's Peggy and I fared fine through this. They took the driver of the minivan. It was an older Toyota Sienna minivan. They took her and an elderly passenger to the hospital, but I believe more for just a look look at than anything. They seemed fine. They too, both were able to get out of the car on their own accord and. Yeah. So they both got hit by the airbags, though. So they had some sore spots. So they just wanted to be checked, you know, just to be sure. Yeah, it's good to, to be sure. Mm -hmm. So anyway, our trailer is still travelable. We have been, we camped in it last night and tonight. It came, you know, made it to New Mexico. It's rain. There's no apparent leaks. 
Some of the cabinetry at the back of the trailer was damaged as well. Yeah. Our brand new fridge, the <laughs> mounting brackets are bent, but it appears to have also survived it the does. incident. The fridge seems to be working fine, so I guess maybe there was a little bit of space behind the fridge that allowed for a puncture wound, not to <laughs> puncture the fridge. The converter that's below the fridge got pushed out and stuff too. But again, those things aren't, they're not as deep as a refrigerator. So there's probably a bit of space behind there for that to have a little buffer. Yeah, I believe what happened is the impact just broke the plastic case around the converter, which is right below the fridge on our trailer. Our fridge is at the very back of the trailer. Yeah. And so I think that was what happened. Everything, all the functionality of the trailer seems to remain intact. We did have to dig out a spare sewer hose because, uh, as many of you know, sewer hoses are stored in the bumper of the trailer. It's now and mashed into the back yeah, bumper of the trailer. Both the sewer hoses were smashed into the bumper, so fortunately we had a third one. Yeah. But so if anybody's had any like really good bodywork, RV bodywork done in the <laughs> Albuquerque area, yeah, please reach out and let us know. We'll be looking for someone to help us out. We will get everything inspected, of course, for safety in terms of the chassis of the trailer and of the truck and the hitch and everything. It felt okay, but if anything is messed up, we need to find out before we, you know, keep traveling yeah. around and making things worse on yeah, ourselves. Yeah, because we have another conference scheduled in a couple yeah. of weeks. So we want to go to the RV Entrepreneurs Summit. We plan to at this point. But, you know, we'll see how this shakes out. As I said, we're fine. We have insurance. I even got a hug from the lady because I wasn't being a jerk to her. <laughs> My perception, she was distracted by something and just didn't. I mean, there was literally no evidence that she even attempted to stop. Although, she did stop. Well, sure. Once she ran into Under us. Under the but, trailer. Yeah. So, anyway... You know, it was not a stressless camping day. It was just a camping day with a little bit of stress. Yeah. Well, medium amount of stress. Right. But that did bring to mind, you know, we had just come from the FMCA convention in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. And one of the highlights there is FMCA Assist. If you're not familiar, the FMCA is the Family Motor Coach Association, but is now open to all RVs, towables, motorized, all of that, they have opened their doors and their hearts to the rest of us. And they have included in membership is FMCA Assist. And that program steps in if you're unable to get your RV home due to something like a medical issue. We fortunately did not need to use them, but it just kind of brought to mind that's one of the main reasons that people join FMCA. And if things had been worse, we certainly would have been able to take advantage of that FMCA assist. But it's not the only reason to join. I mean, there are discounts, a huge learning library, great gatherings like the one we were at in Lincoln. Chapters for all sorts of special interests, including specific RV brands. Hobbies, yeah. special interests. Yeah, there's a train chapter, for example, right. called Golden Spike, and we're in that. There are musical chapters. There's We saw a lot of quilting and embroidery, you know, people doing yep. that on the road. So all kinds of Our things. Our friends Paul and Cindy just opened a chapter for Grand Design RVs. Yep, absolutely. And, and it's growing quickly already. So yeah. FMCA is a good organization. I would strongly encourage you to join, but also if you do join, 
look at who your local chapters are and attend some of those rallies. You really meet great people there. Yes, definitely. We do have a discount on your FMCA membership in our discounts and deals sections of our website. And that's also a place where you can learn more with information about the organization. We, we love, love being, being FMCA, FMCA members. members. <laughs> now our main section. And this came about because I see a lot of people who have said, we have only towed our RV, our trailer, where it's basically flat, you know, like the Midwest or things like that. And they had posted online, we we're gonna go to Colorado or California or whatever. And they were very, very concerned about the hills and mountain roads and all of that. Also, we wanna call out that Kelly Jacoby, quite some time ago when we asked if anyone had questions for us, Kelly left us a voicemail and asked us about mountain driving and braking tips and steep grades and well, Kelly, we're finally here to answer your questions. <laughs> Sorry it took us so long. Yeah, we have been a little behind. But anyway, I want you to know that what I'm going to share here is based on our vehicle and our personal experience and what we know to be true of our truck and trailer. Your own vehicle will be different and this is just a guideline only. So I'm doing a CYA here, but yeah. I do want you to be safe and I want you to take this as a starting place for your own adventures out there. But I hope that this does help you. So the very first thing I want you to do is to know your vehicle and how it tows normally. Know what temperatures are normal for the vehicle, including your coolant, oil, transmission temperatures, know the oil pressure numbers. The way on our pickup truck, which is a Ram 1500, you can set the instruments such that it reads out all this information to you. Whatever vehicle you have, if it's at all possible to figure out how to get this information, the very first thing I want you to do is to have a baseline. Know what the vehicle's normal operating temperatures are, oil pressure, all of that, when you're just towing flat. So the more you know, and maybe even keep a little log or something like that. And one way to know for sure that you're hearing everything that you should be hearing is turn off the radio and just listen, just pay attention. Hear what the engine sounds like, how the transmission sounds, when you're going uphill or going flat or going downhill, know what the normal sounds are so that you know when something doesn't quite sound right. Correct. Yeah. So that's a really good point. I mean, I know you're probably out there listening to the Stressless Camping Podcast, but... Take a small break. Yeah. Turn off the radio <laughs> completely and listen to the sounds the vehicle makes because... It will tell you, usually you will hear it sound different before it has an issue. So that's the first thing. One of the things I learned at Lippert Owner School, I took an axle class specifically for travel trailer axles. And the gentleman there, the teacher, said that he strongly recommends burnishing the brakes of your trailer. What is burnishing your brakes? Essentially, what you're doing is heating up the shoes and the drums to over 400 degrees so that they seat properly. Is that 
a really high heat? Yeah, yeah, okay. so that's exceptional. And it's something, first of all, if you feel your brakes are fine, they probably are. What this does is it seats them so that they perform optimally. But again, this is something to do on very controlled conditions, not when you're distracted by your phone, not when there's a lot of cars around and you may not even need to do it. And there will be a Lippert video on how to do it. I am not telling you to do it. I am telling you, you should be aware that this is something that they recommend you do. And again, it does optimize the brakes on the trailer. So if someone decided they wanted to do this, they essentially drive around with one foot on the brake and one I, on the gas? I don't even want to say how. I want you to look at the Lippert video because there are different steps to take and there's a lot to know and that would be okay it's a it's a whole episode and you could absolutely get yourself into trouble if you do it wrong or you know you're you're basically operating your brakes at fairly high speeds for an extended period of time and it's more involved than i want to get here Sure. I will tell you, we have not done this on our trailer. I am completely satisfied with the braking performance of our trailer. Yeah. And so there you go. Okay, great. The next thing, if you ever look at big trucks going down a hill, right? Semis and stuff, you hear them going. <laughs> right. right. That is the truck essentially not using its brakes per se. It is the truck using what's called a jake brake or an engine brake, and that is using compression in the engine to slow the truck down so that that truck driver is not necessarily stepping on the brake. He or she is using the engine brake to slow down. Well, depending on how your tow vehicle is built, you may be able to use your transmission to essentially do the same thing. One of the dangers of going down hills is overheating your brakes and you can overheat them to the point where they fade or the performance gets reduced or even worse, complete brake failure. Yeah. And that is not what you want, right? No, not at all. So, for example, we went up to a place called Hermit's Park in Estes Park. It is over 9,000 feet elevation. That's in Colorado. Yeah, it was in Colorado. And coming down the hill, our truck has an eight-speed transmission and there is a tow haul mode on the transmission. And essentially, I let the truck downshift so that the engine was sort of working harder to slow the truck down. Now, you can totally overheat the transmission and the engine doing this, so you're gonna probably have to slow down. If traffic is passing you, let it. Let it, that's okay. Yeah, listen to how your vehicle is performing. Let the transmission and the engine do a lot of the work of keeping it at a comfortable speed, and comfortable is what you feel you can easily overcome as you're going down this hill, right? I mean, it might be 
like we were going about 45 miles an hour down the hill and I yeah. felt if I needed to stop quickly, I could use the brakes to do so. And not lose control of the whole rig. Right. That was the right speed for that condition and my truck and my trailer. Right. And so what we did was my transmission in the Ram allows me to manually upshift and downshift if I choose to. So I did drop it down, I believe, to fourth gear. And we were using that to overcome the hill and almost didn't touch the brakes at all coming down the hill. You know, a lot of people have a pickup truck as a tow vehicle. Most pickup trucks have transmissions that can do this type of work. And of course, if you have a diesel pickup truck or diesel engine, many of those have an engine brake or Jake brake. Mm -hmm. Jake brake is a brand, by the way, but an engine brake that uses the engine's compression to help you slow down. And so that's one of the advantages of diesel powered pickups is that provision, which does help you get down the hill more safely without using your brakes. Essentially what you want to do is use the engine and the transmission and the truck to control the momentum such that you never get to where you're really pushing systems hard, right? And you want to make sure that you don't ride your brakes. So if you don't use your transmission and your engine to slow you down, what you're going to be doing is keeping your foot on the brake the whole time and that's not good either. No, you if you are riding the brakes, I almost guarantee you will overheat them and you could have poor brake performance or a brake system failure. And this is true whether you're in a passenger car, whether you're towing a travel trailer, whether you're in a diesel pusher, this is like always true. You don't want to rely completely on your brakes and let yourself go really fast and then ride the brakes for a while because that is just wearing out and ruining your brakes. Yeah, absolutely. So the bottom line, you may be going slow down the hill, but that's okay. If you're, as long as you're within where you feel you have control of that vehicle and can overcome the inertia of going down that hill, you should be fine. I would urge you to, as you're going down the hill or up the hill, monitor engine coolant temperature, the transmission temperature, because this will heat up that tranny, your oil temperature, and all of that, because these are putting your engine and transmission to the test, and these systems will heat up, but that's just normal, right? That's why you have on a pickup truck especially, they usually have engine oil coolers and transmission oil coolers, and they're designed to push these systems and really take advantage of the capabilities of them. So that's uh, basically my advice to you. And again, the more you know about your tow vehicle and the trailer and have a tow vehicle that's well within the capability of towing that trailer, you can successfully navigate these hills. That hill was super, super steep. And so 
it was, you know, it was going up. We went up slowly because we were working that truck. <laughs> yeah. Coming down, we came down slowly because we were working that truck. But my gosh, some of these people were flying by me. Yeah, and I'm that's thinking, crazy. you know, they got to the bottom just fine, right? But if something had happened, if an if a deer, deer had run road. out, if somebody had crossed lanes in front of them, you want to have cushion. Yeah. Cushion is always a good thing. That's my advice. I will now put my soapbox away. <laughs> we will continue this discussion over at the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group because we have in our group some people who drive commercially for a living, and I'd love for us all to work together to make this a safer experience for you. But as long as your tow vehicle is able to haul your trailer and it's within the capability, you should be fine even on these steep hills. It's, it's just a little bit different than driving on the flat. But again, you know your vehicle's limitations, know your limitations and drive within them. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you, Tony, for that. Because yeah. as I said, Kelly was wondering and it's a good idea, even if you already knew all this, just to kind of have a reminder and keep things in your mind. I will say again, the more you think about the things and the more you kind of rehearse things in your mind, including, you know, emergency procedures and how much you should be pushing on the brake, the better you do in real life. We literally forgot to ask the person who hit us about her insurance because <laughs> even though everybody knows that's the first thing you're supposed to do we were shook up we were kind of worried about them we were calling 911 we were doing all these other things and not until the next morning did my friend text me she's a lawyer and said by the way did you get her insurance information oh but it's on the police it's report. on the police report but i'm trying to make the point that no matter how many times you tell yourself, you know, where the fire extinguisher is or <laughs> how to use the towing brakes on the dashboard of your truck or any of those things, until it really, really actually happens, you're not sure if you're going to remember. That's for so, sure. Practice, 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 right? practice, and just try not to get yourself into a situation where you need to remember your emergency procedures. That's great advice. Hopefully this has helped you and hopefully you get to see the mountains and, and enjoy them because they are quite beautiful. Indeed. All right, we'll be right back after this and have a few more things. This is kind of a soapboxy episode. <laughs> Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground? Yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore, thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go, and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com, where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now, now that's, that's Stressless, stressless Camping. camping.
All right, we are back. We listen to the Clark Howard podcast. If you don't, it is great financial advice, and we really like Clark Howard. In fact, his sort of attitude and way of being is something that we try to emulate. I just like the way he does his podcast. Right. And one of the things that he had this week, he had talked about paid placement and paid content. What that is, there are podcasts, usually especially the big ones, where a guest will pay a lot of money to be a guest there. And the the host will say, oh, this is so fantastic, blah, blah, blah. And really, they may or may not believe that, but they like the check that they're getting, right? (laughs) And I will say, we do receive products to review a lot of times free mm-hmm. or at a big discount. Right. And we are honest with you when we get them for free, but the only products you hear us raving about are the things we really, really like. Correct. So there are products in this trailer right now that have been sent to us, and we always tell people, look, if you're going to send us this, we are going to Be share, honest about right, it. We're going to be completely honest about it. And we have products in this trailer that did not work for us, that we don't... You'll probably never know about that. <laughs> I mean, if it's, if I think it's harmful to you, well, or right. I think it's like, oh, don't buy this, we will tell you that too. Yeah, for sure. But we do not tell you about things we wouldn't use ourselves or don't truly believe in. So, right. And by the same token, we only ask people to be guests that we think will help everyone learn. Yeah. We don't bring in guests because they paid to be our guests. Right, absolutely. We only bring in guests that we believe in and people that really have something that we think helps uh, everyone learn. I will, I'll give you an example of this. A few weeks ago, we talked to ABC Marketing about their solar and lithium systems. Mm-hmm. We have one of their solar and lithium systems. We got it in a big discount with our travel trailer. Right. We looked at how they do business and the quality of the product, and we used, we are still using their product, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it even survived getting rear ended. Right? <laughs> and we ran the air conditioner after that. Further beyond that, they have given quotes to a few people that we know, and the level of service and caliber of what they do are things we truly are impressed by and continue to be impressed by. So that's an example. Yes, we got a huge deal on that solar package, but we believe that the value they bring and the caliber of what they bring are up to snuff, like the bike rack that now is a crumpled mass. I know, right? (laughs) But I really like that bike rack and I will buy another one. Right. So we got that one for free from Lippert to share with you. We really liked it until uh, somebody in a minivan crushed it. Truthfully, I'm going to buy another one. Yeah, if we have to pay for it, then we will. We believe in it that much. Yeah, so that's how we feel we serve you best. It's just our way. Everybody has their own way. That's the way we feel we can best serve you and why we appreciate your listening and hope that you recognize that yeah, we we believe in what comes out of our pie holes. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, right. soapbox. Again. We might be off of our soapboxes. Wow. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I wanted, though, to 
remind everybody and thank everybody who ordered in August some tumblers and some koozies and things from Nature Soup Company. There was a limited edition design and there are a few more left. So we're not going to take them off because what's the point in throwing them away when they're already right. ready already? Although a lot of you did get them. You did and that's terrific. There are a few left. There is a limited number. They, she won't be making any more. So if you put it off and didn't realize August was ending, like I didn't realize <laughs> August was ending, we're not taking them down just yet. We will sell them until they're gone. And... Nature Soup Company, Rebecca and I decided that one of those is going to be pulled out of stock and it's going to be given away. Now this is how it's going to work. We will look through our email list on Monday. If you are signed up for our email list and get a weekly email from us, you are eligible to be in that drawing. If you want to be eligible to be in that drawing and you are not receiving a weekly email, go to stresslesscamping.com and sign up for our weekly email. Yep. On Monday, we will be drawing a name at random from that list. So if you are already signed up on Monday, your name will be a part of that drawing. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. We will choose a name and we will email that person and you will have a week to respond to us. You'll, so you will be the only person who gets more than one email this right. week. <laughs> and as we have often said, we only send one email a week. Well, there will be a one somebody who does get a second email from us and it'll say, woohoo, you won a limited edition tumbler or koozie or... Or whatever is available. Right, that's true. <laughs> right. So there you go. How's that? Talk about a bribe. Right? <laughs> I guess maybe <laughs> we do take bribes. Yeah. Well, no, we, we, we bribe you. We bribe you. That's yeah. right. So anyway, make sure that you are on the email list and let's uh, talk about questions of the week. Yeah, this was really a fun one. It was. Uh, and it came about because we were in two rallies over the past few weeks. Right. And so the question was, of course, do you attend rallies? And we got a lot of people that responded, about 20, 25 people. And people go to rallies based on location, based on interest, based on RV brand, based on, you know, some are our vintage RV rallies, which are super fun. Even if you don't have one, there's, if, if it's anything that's open to the public, I encourage you to go look at them. Some people do <laughs> such fun things with their oh vintage my gosh, RVs. Yeah. Some of the <laughs> some of the decor is better than the RVs, almost. Yeah, sometimes. So. So thank you all for those answers. It was fun to you know the the vintage RV thing is something that we're really interested in. Yeah. Oh, and I'm speaking glad of to which, that other people do too. Yeah. Speaking of which, one of the challenges has been finding a moving service to bring our stuff oh from yeah. California to New Mexico. And one of our stuffs is our 1970 aristocrat travel trailer. So right. we're going to rent a U-Haul truck and it is coming to New Mexico. So we have not given up on it. It has not had anything done in the past few months, but right. <laughs> the vintage trailer is going to make its way here to New Mexico. That's right. So anyway, What's our question of the week for next week or this week? Or? This week, you know, especially being on the road with all the truckers. And one day we even listened to our truck driving playlist, <laughs> all old, those old 70s 
country music uh, yeah. trucker songs. And I was just curious if people out there still use ham radios or CBs to communicate when they're traveling down the road. Like a breaker wind line, this here's a rubber duck come out. <laughs> What's a 20? What is your 20? What is your 20? Answer that question. <laughs> the question of the week and all the questions at the Fun and Friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Yeah, and don't forget, let's talk about driving up and down hills, too. So right, there you go. for sure. You won't be able to answer on your CV, good buddy, but you can answer there. So there you go. Once again, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter. It's a free newsletter. Free! We send it out once a week. It has stories and reviews and podcasts, things that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Yep, just visit our website at stresslesscamping.com and you can sign up if you haven't already. And don't forget, we would never, ever, 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 ever share your information. And we only send one email a week, period, except to one lucky winner who will get a second email That's saying, right. you are the big wiener. That will be Monday, September 5th, 2022. So watch your email every Thursday and yes. September 5th, 2022. Yeah, on Labor Day. That's right. That will be Labor Day. Yeah. We will labor. Yeah, we will <laughs> so labor to send you an email. Yeah, we'll, we'll say, you hey, you email. won. <laughs> also on the website, of course, you know that you can find the show notes for all the episodes in this episode, number 166, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. And don't forget our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need your stressless camping adventure and if you've got a great deal for our audience well heck let us know we're always looking for deals and discounts but don't try to bribe us <laughs> <laughs> well you can try but... you could well i guess try to bribe us if yeah, your money's sure, big not? enough we might consider <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding won't. no i'm just no, kidding of course we're oh. in all the social places and if you start at stresslesscamping.com and you're done looking at all those other pages then you can jump off to all the social places. Yeah, and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free to it's subscribe. Free to subscribe. On any podcast app, or you can find it on the website. And we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Please remember also a review will help others find the podcast and the more listeners we have means we can continue to get the great and terrific guests and we won't always have a short Just Us episode like you're enjoying today. Or not kind of, enjoying today. <laughs> but maybe it kind of makes up for that super long episode last week. Well, it was gadgets. Who doesn't love gadgets? Well, right. I mean, we could have talked on. for three hours about gadgets. We even have more. Oh, we got some new gadgets, too. Oh, boy. Okay, sorry. All right. There might be a follow-up. <laughs> so thank you. Have a terrific week. And happy camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Breaker, breaker, wind line. This here's a rubber duck to come out. <laughs>